Hey guys, this is Anna. So before we get today, get on with the show today, let's hear from our sponsor. Hey everybody, this is the Ramblings of a Transgender Christian Podcast. <clears throat> and I am your host, Anna Hudak. So today originally what we were going to do was read through a few articles. Um, you know, there were some news stories and I really wanted to talk about a recent article on the American Concerted by Declan Leary. Um... Remember a few weeks ago when I, you know, my episode Infertile and Unnatural Parenting, when I talked about, you know, when I re reacted to that article about, you know, uh, gay parenting, surrogates, and, and couples who were infertile, and how much, you know, the author couldn't stand that any of them existed, you know. Well, it's a bad author, who I found out is my age. That's great. You know, uh, Zoomer battle, I guess, here going on. Uh, but yeah, Declan Leary, he recently just released an article, just, just the greatest article of all time, man, like I'm telling you. And he is now officially my favorite author on the American Conservative. Yes, dethroning the almighty Rod Dreher, um, called We Are All Transgender Now. <laughs> and it's literally just him bitching about they pronouns, they, them pronouns. No, I, I'm not joking. The entire article is just him bitching that people use they, them pronouns. Because according, because you see, he feels very, very entitled to being called uh, he, him at all times. Like, basically, the, the whole thesis argument is, statement is, they, them shouldn't be what you use to call somebody when you don't know their pronouns. If they look male like me, it should just be he, him. I am entitled to always being called he, him, even if you don't know my pronouns. Because, you know, because <clears throat> otherwise you're transgenderizing me. Because if you're using they, them, that means you think that I'm a tranny. And, and who would ever want that? You know, and then, you know, just, you know, so... These people are the best, you know, but I'm being honest, I don't have the energy to react to that article. I really don't. Um, but I don't have a whole lot of energy, but I do have energy to do one thing, which is, well, ramble. I mean, this podcast is called Ramblings of a Transgender Christian, after all. So why not do some ramblings? So I have no idea how long this episode is. It may just end up being a quickie. No fucking clue. We'll see how long I can ramble about nonsense. Okay, it's not nonsense. All of it, at least. Good chunk of it probably will be. But not all of it, you know? But I do want to mention one thing. Um, the news story I was going to talk about. Um, basically, the guy, the architect of, you know, the Texas, what's basically the Texas abortion ban, or a.k.a. You know, no abortions over six weeks of a pregnancy. Well, guess what? He is back, and he is better than ever. He is now working on a law that would literally outlaw gay sex and gay marriage. Yep. And just remember, the Supreme Court already made it very clear that uh, they plan to ban gay marriage. So... This is gonna work, unfortunately. Um, I want to make it very clear: y you don't have any hope. If if, if this motherfucker 
uh, actually uh, can get this to go anywhere, this law of any concocting to ban gay sex and marriage anywhere. Like, it actually gets passed in a state legislature, especially Texas. Gay sex and gay marriage is going to be banned. Probably all across the country. Because the Supreme Court is going to go along with it. So I just want to make that very clear. Uh, if you're gay and you live in a conservative state, you know, like, I have never been one of those people, it, like, uh, says, so basically, it, as I see it, and I live in a conservative state, you know, I'm not gay, but I am trans, and trans is going to be, you know, trans rights are going to be the next to fall as soon as gay sex and gay marriage are banned. Um, and Indiana is going to ban that shit immediately, okay? Indiana is way too fucking conservative. It will be banned immediately, and trans liberation will completely collapse in the state. Um, and I want to say this. If you are LGBT and living in a conservative state, you have two options. Organize and fight the hell out of this shit. I mean, massive protests, lobbying your lawmakers and all that shit. Or get the fuck out. Those are your only two options, really, at this point. Um, unless you want to be, have your ass tossed in jail. I want to make that clear. Those are your two options right now. And what I really recommend is organize the fuck right now, you know, so we start, you know, seeing, you know, what organizations there are, you know. Maybe reach out to some other LGBT people that you know about, you know of, you know, or know personally. You know, just in case this starts going anywhere. In fact, I think it would be good, you know, just... just I mean, it's good to organize, just period, you know. Um, but yeah, just in case, so I'm saying, this kind of has a strong chance. Um, when I'm actually, like, look, I'm not a fear monger. I don't like scaring people. Hopefully you've picked that up on that. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's why I even end the show with a good news story every week, you know, because I... Don't want, you know, because I want there to be some hope. I'm actually telling you, you should probably be legitimately concerned that gay sex and gay marriage is going to be banned in America again. I am telling you right now, you should be concerned. I don't, this is not freak out in territory, you know, don't freak out, but you should be legitimately concerned. And if you are a trans, you know, not gay, you know, I'm asexual. Um, trans liberation, over trans rights will fall the moment gay sex and gay marriage are gone. Okay, it's like, no, if you're LGBT, you're not going to be safe. Okay, so understand this. Gay liberation is actually genuinely kind of, uh, he's kind of genuinely in peril. Again, in this country. These fucking fascists. These fucking theocrats. They, I mean, we're gonna, I mean, they have the positions of power, pretty much, you know. They have pretty much every fucking state legislature. You know, they own the court system, including the Supreme Court. And we're likely to win back the Senate. And potentially even the house, seeming. You know, like. And, you know, Joe Manchin and 
Kristen Cinema, they refused to go along with anything. But I mean, even if it wasn't for them, somebody else would be doing it. Because understand, the Democrats have no interest in actually progressing society. They have none. Okay, two thousand and nine, when they had this fucking super majority everywhere, you know, and they had the presidency, they had the didn't they have the Supreme Court as well, you know, and the Senate and the House. They were fucking to freak out. They did not want this. Okay, the, the Democrats don't want to do shit. Okay, they are nothing more than, uh, they, I mean, I'm sorry, but it, it's so hard to believe ever anything but controlled opposition. Because these fuckers don't do anything to fight against Republicans at all. And they don't actually ever push anything when they control government. Because guess what? They could be doing anything. They could be passing the Equality Act. You know, they could be doing something about Texas right now. You know, uh, we, we could have all these progressive-ass things, you know. We could have Medicare for all. But they refuse to. And it's not just because of Christian Cinema and Joe Manchin. Sure, okay, we get we, we, we get in a few more senators, but guess what? We're going to find new reasons, you know, uh, to not do anything, you know. Uh, if we're going to say, you know, but we don't want to offend, you know, the half of the country who doesn't want this stuff, you know. Well, there's a lot of people who don't think that this is a good idea for this country, you know. This country, you know, the right has shown a penchant for violence and, you know, it's just better if we don't do anything that would push us further to a civil war, okay. We're going to do anything they can to keep from doing anything progressive, Understand that. The Democrats don't do it, give a shit about doing anything progressive. They exist for one reason and one reason only. To give our donors money and to get rich themselves. Okay? For merely just, you know, slightly tapped on brakes, you know, um, towards fascism. You know, we are barely towards fascism. For, you know, the Democrats was basically just slightly tapped the brakes, you know. Uh, you know, we're going 90 miles an hour, you know, just barreling down the hill, you know, hitting the bottom, which is fascism. And, you know, we're just lately tapping the brakes, you know, just, you know, it's slowing, you know, it's slower than it would have been, you know. It probably would have been like 110, 120 miles per hour, but now it's only 90, you know. Um, that's all the Democrats are doing. And understand, they could nip this shit in the bud immediately if they wanted. They really could. And you know how they could do that? Do progressive things. Pack the motherfucking courts. Medicare for all. Student debt forgiveness. You know? This does for starters. You know? I mean, I mean, just imagine. Just Medicare for all. You know, if they just did that. That one thing. Very simple thing. The Republicans wouldn't win a national election, like, pretty much ever. You know, I mean, maybe in, like, the ultra-conservative states where even the Zoomers are conservative, like Alabama or my state, Indiana, or Oklahoma, they would, you know, in, like, a decade or two. But are you kidding me? You really think Republicans are winning any time in fucking Ohio or Pennsylvania or Florida? Are you kidding me? Democrats would be the most wildly popular motherfuckers, like, ever. You know, because Medicare for all, who doesn't want that? Hit 
pretty much nobody, pretty much everybody wants Medicare for all. It's wildly popular here in America. Wildly. It's not even close. There is no actual debate on this. Look at the studies. Like, <laughs> this is wildly popular. Nobody is actually arguing against this except for a small minority. Okay, Democrats would be the kings of the hill, quite literally, for this forever. There'd be no Repo the Republican Party would basically be dead. And if they wanted to survive, they would have to get quite much more progressive. They wouldn't be able to be the fascist party they are now. Just by passing Medicare for all. Because it's that fucking popular. The Green New Deal. It's really fucking popular. Okay? Democrats would be, you know, that would nip fascism pretty much in the bud. Like, I, once again, I know that you're thinking, no, no, people don't like it. No, believe me. Look at the studies. The Green New Deal is very popular. Student debt forgiveness. Super fucking popular. Pretty much nobody's white actually against it. Except for a small vocal minority. Do them! And guess what? They have the power. We could easily rid of the filibuster, but no, they refuse to. You know? We could easily pack the fucking- we could ex easily expand the courts. But they refuse to. We could easily do all these progressive things, but they refuse to. Because we're fucking useless. They don't exist to actually do anything to help Americans. They exist for our donors. Pure and simple. So understand, gay sex and gay marriage doesn't need to be banned in America. We could easily avoid this. But the, but the Democrats, they won't do shit about it. Understand, if gay sex and gay marriage gets banned here in America, the Democrats, they're going to whine about it. Don't get me wrong, you know, we're going to put up a show, you know, like, this is evil, this is regressive, but they ain't going to do shit about it. They ain't going to do anything about it. At the end of the day, we're just going to sit on their hands and go, yes, Republicans, uh-huh, uh-huh, whatever you say, whatever you say, Marjorie Taylor Greene, whatever you say, Lauren Boebert, we'll go along with it, uh-huh, uh, they ain't going to do anything. They ain't going to do a single thing to fight for you. They ain't going to do a single thing to stop it. They ain't going to do a single thing to try to get your rights back. Except for talk. And talk. And hope that you're stupid enough to keep voting for them. Okay? So understand. It's likely. Gay sex and gay marriage is kind of likely to get banned again. I hope not. Understand, if you live in a conservative state, you really have two options. Get the fuck out now, or organize. I know which one I'm choosing. I'm choosing the organizing route. Like, I'm looking to see who, uh, you know, I can, you know, you know, get in touch with, you know, um, organize with here in my state of Indiana. Especially the Fort Wayne area. You know? Because I don't want to have to move. 
I like Indiana, despite the fact that it's a conservative hellhole. I don't think he should have to move to a progressive state to get basic human rights. So she guess that means if, if I abandon the state, what am I doing to all the queer kids who are currently alive or going to be alive? Guess what? They have nobody fighting for them then. I want to fight for them. understand we need to get organized I mean, we should be organized anyway even if our rights weren't at, at much fret, as much fret as they are right now but this is the time they get organized we need to nip this shit in the bud now because the democrats ain't going to do anything our lawmakers they ain't going to do anything unless we force them to only we we're only gonna do something if we do, if we force some. So anyway, I didn't intend to talk about that for quite as long as I did, but it, here we are, you know. But one last thing, you know, a lot of you may be asking, what's the legal precedent that they have for trying to overturn gay sex and gay marriage? Because, understand, this is a full-throated effort to overturn uh, um, Obergefell versus uh, Hodges, was it? I don't remember. But, you know, those Supreme Court cases. Um, they literally have none. Um, their argument is basically just, we don't like it. Okay, I mean, literally his argument in the actual thing was, legalizing gay section marriage was lawless. It, it, it creates lawlessness. In other words, I mean, they really don't have an argument other than, I don't like it. It makes me feel icky. I can't stand the fact that other people who are different, who, who would rather have sex differently from me, exist. Everybody should have sex the exact same way as me, you see. Um, you know? It should be penis and vagina and strictly reproductive. Never condom, you know, condoms. For the devils, you, you know, for the devil's tool. You know, they were created by the devil himself, you know. Sex is supposed to be strictly reproductive. And, you know, between a man and a woman, penis and vagina. Okay, understand, that's how these fuckers think sex is supposed to work. If you, if, it, like, if you have sex any other way, like sex for fun, they hate your guts. And believe me, they'll come after your rights to do that too. Like, I am, I want to make this clear. If they can get away with uh, banning gay sex and marriage again, especially gay sex again, they will come after condoms, okay? Make no mistake about that. I want to make that very clear. You're probably thinking there's no way. No, believe me. These fuckers hate condoms. They hate anything that's non-reproductive sex. They truly believe sex is supposed to be strictly to reproduce. They will ban... Any fucking pill, you know, that, you know, uh, what, you know, morning after pills and, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, basically any pill, you know, that you take after sex, you know, to make, to reduce the chance or whatever, you know, whatever. Um, you know, any of our boogeyman pills, they will ban condoms, they will make, and, you know, they will, you know, they will try to punish any sex that's not reproductive. And they will ban adultery, too. That's the other thing. I am actually seeing a legitimate effort. You know, I am seeing big-name conservative commentators literally voice support 
for banning adultery, making it like, like, like actually like like legally throw people in jail for it, and in some cases death penalty, but very few of those. I think Matt Walsh might be the only one saying that, um, but no, I'm seeing like concert big name conservative commentators now pushing banning adultery, making that a literal crime. They will do that too. These people have no morals. Understand that. And this is where we're barreling down to. Anywho. Um, we're gonna stop talking about that now. Um, because I do want to talk about other things. So, as you might know by now, I am... I experience a lot of whole lot of shame, shame and fear. Pretty much the things that drive me, to be honest. And there's been something in particular for months now. I've been living in a lot of shame and fear about. And I've kept putting it off. Something that I knew I should have done. But I'm fearful of it. You know, it scares me. Despite the fact that, you know, everyone, you know, online, you know, the people I look up to online, I interact with online, are all saying, you know, of course, they all think I've done that thing, you know. They all just assume I've done that thing. Um... <clears throat> You know? And we're mad as hell at people who who are like me who haven't done that thing. And so I've never wanted to tell anybody, yeah, I'm too scared to do that thing because I have legit because I have serious, genuine fear of it. And so I've been living in shame for not having done it for most now. Yesterday, I overcame my fear and did it. I finally overcame my fear. And you know what? There's literally only one person in this whole world who, you know, who I've told about it, you know. I mean, obviously the people that, uh, you know, uh, play, you know, Walgreens and stuff, I did it, but... You know, I've only told one person, but I finally did it. Because she's the only person I know who won't judge and me for it, you know? I mean, she's known about this for months, you know, pretty much for a while now. But I've been scared to do it, you know? Because I know that she's the only person who's not going to judge me for not having done it yet until just yesterday. And to be honest, the reason why I'm not saying what it is right now is because I still kind of feel some shame. You know, I took me until yesterday to do it. I'm scared of, you know, I guess what I'm really scared of is looking bad. Looking bad for being fearful of this thing. You know? But then there's, in addition to my fear, you know, there was, you know, most of the people that I know in real life, especially my family, you know, 
my family started off as vaccine hesitant, you know? Just, we'll just wait a bit, you know, see, make sure there's no side effects or anything. But over time, as they just keep getting deeper and deeper into, you know, vaccine, anti-vax propaganda, um, they became anti-vax. So I always had to live with that as well, you know? And there's those, you know, my fear. I guess I've already basically said what it was. I did a horrible job at uh, shielding what it was that my parents are. So yeah, I got the COVID vaccine yesterday. But what? It would have been the 23rd of September? Because I'm fucking terrified of needles. And shots, especially. And they've always terrified me. I've never gotten over that fear. I mean, I've practically, I've almost hyperventilated before when getting shots. And they terrify me. And so for months I've put it off just because I was so fucking terrified. And I know that a lot of you are thinking, but you have to deal with needles as trans, you know, to get your blood drawn. And yeah, I know. And believe me, doesn't go over well at the, at the informed consent clinic. You know? Takes them a while to calm me down enough for them to take my blood. And then once, you know, that's all over, it's a while before I can drive home because I'm, because I can't calm down. And it doesn't help that it's fucking amateur hour there. None of those people know what the fuck we're doing. Drying blood. Every fucking time I'm actually terrified that you're never going to burst a blood vessel. Because they didn't know. They had no idea what the fuck we're doing. I'm, I, I'm not joking when I exaggerate whatsoever. When I say it's amateur hour there. When they draw the blood. Um, I think they've actually hired somebody who actually knows what the fuck we're doing now. From what I understand. But last time I was there, we didn't draw my blood, so I haven't dealt with that person. And but supposedly this person actually knows what the fuck we're doing. Because until any of the people that had drawn my blood before, absolutely did not. Uh, they absolutely and nobody did. Oh, gosh, I have nightmares over, for, uh, over that shit. Oh God, they are terrible. And to be honest, my experience with that only heightened my fear. On needles. So yes, I know. I, I'm part of the problem. Sorry. Sorry that I failed. So yes, bash me, stop listening to podcasts, whatever. I don't really care at this point. Yeah, you know, my family, they've become more and more anti-vax over the months, you know, to the point where just about a week ago, my mom was literally comparing these vaccines to Nazi Germany. And to be honest, that made my terror of getting, get, you know, dealing, getting the shot even worse. Because... 
Well, what if I'm one of those few people that that react badly to it, you know? What if I'm allergic to something and I don't know about it, you know? What if I'm one of those few people who have those heart problems after it, you know? What if I'm one of those few, you know? Just, that's what if. My family's going to find out. They're going to hate me, you know? And to be thankful, you know, thankfully, you know, the day after, I'm not feeling any side effects from it, to be honest. And hopefully that holds true for the second one. I'm not going to lie. That's something that's only heightened my terror is just what if I'm one of those few if they find out, you know, because I'm that, that weak little one, you know, who couldn't hold out, who gave in to the Nazi agenda. You know, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, there's, it's been rough. You know, um, and it's like I never wanted to tell, to be open about, you know, I mean, I've been open to my family was vaccine hesitant. I haven't really given any updates that, you know, the family was anti-vax. You know, but I didn't want to tell anybody if I had not gotten, you know, it's like the people who, you know, a lot of my followers like on Twitter, you know, or the few friends I have in real life, you know, didn't want to tell them I hadn't been vaccinated yet because I was too terrified because I was scared that, you know, they would think less of me. Um, you know, And to be honest, they all just assumed anyway if I did get vaccinated. Because they know I am kind of more progressive, so they just assumed it. So I was happy to let them do that. Then there's my parents, you know, um, who just assume that I'm not vaccinated. You know, but I have no interest in it. I think just as low of vaccines as they do. You know? Like, it's weird. Like, it's kind of hard. Like, I'm kind of in between two worlds, you know? A lot of the people I know in real life, you know, are now anti-vax, you know. Most of them were originally vaccine hesitant and moved over to anti-vax, you know. A lot of them are QAnoners. I mean, my parents are not. I'm going to make that clear. My parents are absolutely not QAnoners. They're smart enough for that, at least. I will give them that credit. Um, you know. I mean, I know a lot of QAnoners. A lot of QAnoners. You know? I mean, pretty much everyone I know in real life, for the most part, outside of, like, what, maybe three people? I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I know three people in real life. One of them I don't even, not even in contact with anymore, so I guess two people. Who are not hardcore right-wing. Everybody else is fucking hardcore right wing. You know, die hard conservatives, die hard libertarians. You know, and once again, many of them QAnoners. A lot of them, you know, are fucking racist. You know? Many of them don't like LGBT people, including me.
but then I go online, and pretty much all I know, pretty much everyone I know online, are fucking progressive, you know. Sock Dems and Marxists, you know, for the most part. So I kind of live in between two worlds. You know, and I've got to, you know, pretty much play to both, you know. I mean, I'm Christian communist, but when I'm with my family, you know, I got to play up my, you know, I got to play up the things that I agree with them on. Rather than the things I disagree with them on. Like, they have no idea uh, that I'm actually on the left. They have none. At least hopefully not. But, you know, um, but, you know, like, they all think that I'm, uh, from, from what I can tell, they all think that I'm still a hardcore libertarian. As I just kind of have to go along with it. You know, I kind of say this go along with her anti-vax stuff because I'm too terrified to think about what they'll do to me if they, if I'm not, if I don't go along with it. You know, I remember the fallout I had, you know, with a friend when I got in a Facebook argument debate with him on QAnon and Pizzagate and how that basically ruined our relationship. And these are people I love, care about so much. I don't want to end my relationship with them. But if I'm honest, you know, about, you know, if I'm communist, you know, and I, and that, you know, QAnon and Pizzagate are bullshit. I have lost relationships with them. And I love and care about them too much to do that. You know, I learned my lesson from that Facebook debate on the QAnon with them. You know, I care too much about my relationship to not just ruin it by having gotten vaxxed. I mean, to admit that I've gotten vaxxed, because I just got vaxxed yesterday, obviously, but... You know. It's just hard. Like, I don't want to disappoint either side, you know, to people, the hardcore right-wingers I know in my real life, or to, you know, the hardcore lefties that I know through online. So I basically have to play to both. I can never be truly honest about who I am, what I believe, what I'm doing, you know, what's going on in my life. Because if I do, then I'm going to lose some, lose too many people. I'm going to lose either people I know in real life or the people I know online. I'm just trapped. Trapped in two worlds. An anti-vax and QAnon world. And a hardcore activist, you know, Marxist world. between them. I personally side with the Marxist world, you know, once again, Christian communists, trans, asexual, hello. But I've got to play as if, you know, when I'm in real life, you know, as if I am still a hardcore right winger who doesn't trust vaccines, stuff like that.
uh, the COVID vaccine, not vaccines in general. Like, my family has no problem with other vaccines. It's just COVID vaccine that they have a problem with, you know. I'm pretending everybody else I know, you know. I gotta pretend that, you know, I believe that the COVID vaccine is a Nazi experiment, you know. Um, for their sake, you know. Otherwise, my relationship with them will basically probably be over. And I didn't want to admit that I was too terrified of needles and shots to get the vaccine. You know, to my left-wing audience, my mostly left-wing audience, or is here on this podcast, or on Twitter, or on Tumblr. I mean, I did kind of a on Tumblr, but on Twitter, you know, and on this podcast, because... I didn't want to lose any of you guys or my Twitter audience. I really just don't have anybody. You know? This is the most attention I've ever gotten in my lifetime. Never really been able to let out my feelings anywhere. Never really had many friends, if any at all, growing up. Never really got to interact with others. Now I do have a platform where I can share my thoughts and feelings. You know, but even then, I still don't know that many people. You know, I still don't really have that many, I really don't have that many offline friends. Like, to be honest, I really don't interact with them at all, to be honest. Kind of a shitty friend. You know, and there's people I, 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 I don't know how you call them friends. Maybe I would, I don't know. Maybe more like acquaintances, you know, online. Like, these are the only people I really know. You're afraid of losing them. You know? But I really only have one person I'm really close to in this world. The only person I would really ever, you know, say is family in any way. You know, I really only have what kind of one chosen family member. You know, and I've tried for years to find friends, to find a chosen family, and it's gone nowhere, to be honest. If anything, you know, there was a short time when it looked like I actually was finding one, but then it just, like, everything good in my life got stripped away. And to be honest, I've pretty much given up on that dream. Really having friends for the most part. Having never really a family to be around with. A chosen family or really any of my hopes and dreams to be honest. So never something good happens. Just gets taken away. Nothing good ever lasts in my life. 
I'm scared to really even get emotionally attached to anything I do have in my life right now. It just never lasts. And my life just ends up getting worse and worse. I just... But at the same time, I just so desperately hold on. Because I don't want it to go. Knowing that in the future that it will go in the end. Anyway, I should probably shut the fuck up at this point. It's just getting beyond depressing and I'm depressing myself. But yeah, anyway, um, thank you all for listening. I don't know why the fuck you've listened all the way through if you have, but thank you. Um, hope that you all have a wonderful day. Peace.